from the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Weekly. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Desert Toyota of Tucson. No gimmicks, no games, just a great car and a great experience. Find us at DesertToyota.com or at 7150 East 22nd Street in Tucson. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to TopGolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. By Amdrive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. My summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Now at our two locations, the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas and the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. And by College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere you may be joining us tonight on this Tuesday night, Scott Strandy with you from uh, about 15 stories above the Colorado River in Laughlin, Nevada, as we prepare for more rain and uh, maybe some snow in the mountains. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein joining me from that beautiful, big palatial estate out on Long Island, New York, where he has no idea what snow and rain is because it's sunshine and candy canes every single day on the island. Paul, how are you? Candy canes? Really? <laughs> Seriously, dude? <laughs> candy They're not? What? No candy what? canes? <laughs> candy canes? What is this, December? <laughs> all of all of this, and that's what you so got out of my what? intro? <laughs> oh, listen, what do you want me to do? Complain about the fact that you get to see snow in the mountains, but you're not actually in it? Listen here, Minnesota boy, you should be grateful that that's what it is. That's why you left, uh, right? I, I love, uh, yeah, something like that, and you couldn't play golf in the wintertime, so anyway. I mean, uh, candy canes? Come on. <laughs> I had to come up with something good to get the show off on the right foot, and I certainly got it. Um, anyway. Well, no, you didn't. I just <laughs> I got a response. That's what oh, I try response. to get out of you every time that I open the show. I got to give something out there to see if I can get a response. And a this response. time it was about the candy canes. It wasn't about the sunshine or the palatial estate. Well, because we, I mean, listen, how many times can I ridicule your idea of a uh, palatial estate? If you talk about, you know, maybe it like is a, a political state, a, a, a tiny tree house, except on the ground. I understand that. But <laughs> oh, anyway, smokes. 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so I'm still in Laughlin, Nevada. A couple well, more than a couple more days here, and then back on to Arizona. And tonight we've got the head coach from Arizona State joining us in just a few minutes. We're going to talk, uh, review the season, talk about the future, and try to get it, uh, some thoughts on uh, the NCAA tournament from the head coach, uh, Greg Powers, in just a little bit. Um, in the meantime, though, Paul, the portal opened up yesterday. You, uh, you've been keeping a very close eye on it to find out what's going on. You threw a few names at me today that, or at least one name that surprised me, Matthew Gleason from Colorado college. I'm, I'm a little bit shocked at that. Um, yeah, I, I, I can understand that. I, I, I was not really expecting, uh, the seniors you kind of understand. I mean, I, I don't know. We didn't, it, it never dawned on me that they didn't have much of a graduate thing there. Kind of like, but that's kind of like the Ivy League schools, where, you know, where that uh, they don't have that. So, um, okay, I get that. That's cool. Um, but um, yeah, Gleason was kind of a surprise. Uh, I mean, when you look at it, um, you know, he, he well got a again fair he, of playing he time he was in yeah, the top. but he might he might be a victim of uh, the incoming freshman. Um, or maybe well, he just be. wants a change of scenery. I mean, you never know. Uh, that's one thing the portal has done is opened up the opportunity for players to uh, get a change of scenery if they want it, or uh, if it looks like uh, they uh, they're going to be a numbers game and be the odd man out. That might be a reason to go there. There's a number of reasons. You know, my thoughts on it. I'm not real excited about the portal the way it is, but I get it. I understand well, why it became such a big part of things after. Uh, the pandemic, but um, anyway, so so we'll keep an eye on that as the off season um, will soon arrive for everybody. It's just two weeks away until the uh, NCAA champion is crowned, and of course, everybody uh, arriving in their regionals either today or tomorrow. And uh, the Denver Pioneers no different, as they arrived uh, about two hours ago. I think on Twitter I saw they landed uh, in Boston, Manchester um, area. And uh, yeah, prepare I, I for their weekend or their Thursday Saturday contest um, in that regional. I don't know what uh, what the flight plans are for those for for, for those things. Don't you track them? No. What do you do all day? Um, it's a good question. <laughs> I try to hide. I don't know. I thought you were the guy that tracked all the flights to make sure they got in and out safely and. You knew exactly where the teams were at all times. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Um, wrong, wrong I, text I, message, then I guess, huh? I I don't have, I, I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> no, you spend all your time in a car driving fifty miles oh and about uh, one hundred and eighty minutes of time from morning to night. Am I close on that? Yeah, it certainly feels that way. Especially on Monday and Tuesday <laughs> afternoons, but what do I know? Uh, I mean, but that's the price you pay for living out on the island, you know, the yeah. status out there, the status area. Status, yeah. You know, sometimes it, you got to pay the price in the car, and that's just what happens. You know, there'll be a time soon, I'm sure, you'll have uh, a driver, and that'll take care of it for you. What am I, you? <laughs> no. Now you are talking stories. <laughs> yeah, well. I am definitely the driver. And if you see what I'm driving, you'll definitely know that we need some Toyota contracts soon. So anyway, we'll put the pressure on for that. Um, 
Tonight, though, it's it, this is a show where it all started for you and I. During the pandemic, we started on Tuesday nights doing right. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. And now it's College Hockey West Weekly, which tells us we're growing and the NCAA hockey family is growing. More teams coming on board. You mentioned the other night, Paul, about the uh, the building uh, proposed for uh, Alaska. So yeah. uh, we'll work on getting... Uh, yeah. And we'll we'll work on getting well, uh, Matt sure, Chaz beyond. Make sure you got to make sure that we 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 say that the two teams up there. <laughs> okay, okay, um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Anchorage, Alaska, Anchorage SeaWolves. Um, we know the one uh, got the last uh, truss up at uh, Augustana. I saw that yep. on social yep. media the other day. Me too. So they're getting closer. Um, you know. They'll uh, they'll keep going up, and of course, Mullet Arena just completed its first full NCAA season of hockey. Uh, you and, and I talked today a little bit about how busy that's going to be when the ACHA teams move over that direction. Listen, Robeson is going to start applying for Social Security based on on. Oh, they're the old man. There's no doubt oh, about geez. it. They're the old man in hockey arenas now. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, they'll be starting their third year. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> ASU just finished their first year, and they're not even the second youngest building in in in, in NCAA hockey. That's good though. That's that's why well, we started this way back when was to grow the game, and uh, we can't take credit for any of that. But we we, uh, we do like to to think that uh, the growth of college hockey is is a good thing and uh, a thing that everybody wants to see across the board, no matter how jaded they may be at some teams occasionally but (laughs) i really do think they want to see the growth i just think that they they want to hold their position and their status as long as they possibly can and you know who i'm talking about i do um let's just say um i i I, they feel like they invented the sport but you know Or at least they have a state of hockey. Well, let's just put it this way. In NCAA hockey, they have a losing record against USC. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, boy, that was a that was a sharp dagger. Anyway, um, we're not here to talk daggers. We're here to talk hockey. So let's uh, let's uh, figure Isn't out what's what going on. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking hockey. <laughs> no, that was a sharp dagger, though. Anyway. Oh, too bad. Uh, <laughs> ouch. Well, I'm feeling the pain for them. But anyway, um, so we know the importance of conferences. We'll talk to Coach Powers about that, too. But um, he knows it. He knows, um, you know, what the end goal is. And and it takes time. And we know it does. It took time to get a building. We knew that. Um, But you know what? Now it's time to uh, to make sure that you can take the next step. And there's always been steps in progression. And until you're um, and even when you are, but until you're blue blood, and, and winning nine NCAA championships and working towards your 10th, um, you still have work to do every day. I saw Denver signed a pretty good player from the state of hockey um, today. Right. <laughs> so, so you know, you got to keep up with the quote-unquote Joneses, so to speak. You're talking about New York because New York has more <laughs> D1 teams than, than any other state. <laughs> Oh, look at you. You're bringing it tonight. Oh, I'm man. Just, I'm just, listen. What did you do, saying. sit on a tack today or something that irritated you or what? Uh, me? No. 
Just okay. Check stating it. facts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the fact teller. Anyway. Um, we do. So that's going on. In the meantime, we know Coach Bowers has a soft spot for the ACHA tournament, and there's a national tournament game that's through two periods and into the third right now. The last I checked, Minot State was holding a one nothing lead over the Adrian Bulldogs. Um, Minot State, my man, they, they fired like 65 shots last night to beat Kirk Handy's Liberty team 3-2, uh, right. to two. and uh, it basically came on, guess what, the power play. Um, well, that's not a shock. Uh, well, actually a second or two after the power play, but it was all set up by the power play, and the 3-2 victory moved Minot State, the number one team, pretty much all season long in ACHA M1 hockey into the championship game. We will have a champion probably before um, our show is over with, unless the Adrian Bulldogs push push things to an overtime. And wow, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> so anyway, um, lots of stuff to talk about. We expect Coach to be on here in just, uh, I don't know, two, three minutes or so. So when we get him, um, we'll uh, jump right in because there's so many things to talk about with your alma mater, and you know that as well as I do. Always. Always, always, always. <laughs> let's take a quick break and let's see if we can get Coach okay. Powers on here in a minute. And uh, and then we'll go back to uh, doing what we do, which is talk hockey with the head coach from Arizona State. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than some good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, as well as its ghost kitchen in Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Banks it towards the goal. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. From the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, to College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you today, high above the Colorado River in uh, Laughlin, Nevada. Doing a little work out here on the West Coast um, today, tomorrow, the next day. <laughs> Just working all the time. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial state out on Long Island, New York. And I believe it's time to bring on the head coach from the Arizona State Sun Devils, Greg Powers, joining us here. 
and uh, getting a chance to talk some Sun Devil hockey. I know, Paul, that just brightens your day, doesn't it? Always does. Always does. Uh, I don't know if we have a coach on yet or not. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, well, we'll get him. We'll, we'll get, get him. Right. I, by yeah, the way, I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to sit here and say this while we wait for the coach. Okay. Um, on that Minnesota team, that other maroon and gold team, <laughs> was one John Mariucci. <laughs> okay. Okay. If that name rings a bell to some people. Uh, and once again, they were swept by USC. <laughs> uh, keep just getting the digs in. Anyway, we got the head coach I'm, I'm from Arizona. <laughs> we got the head coach from Arizona State on Coach Powers, Coach Scott and Paul with you tonight. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, first of all, how are you? How are things? I'm good. How are you guys, Paul? Don't sound so excited for having me on. Like I, I know we underachieved <laughs> this year, but my God, like it's like it's like you're having a it's like you're having a. a Somebody that that, that that owns a morgue on your show. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I look at it this way. I go, who if I want to talk ASU hockey, who better? Exactly. <laughs> Coach, so, I'll tell you right now, right off the get-go, is that I took a lot of heat this year because I was at every game at Mullet this, this year, including the Desert Classic. And your team, um, I thought, until you ran into the injury bug, you uh, – you guys were in every contest and you brought every big name school, every blue blood school nearly in the country um, to Arizona, which I thought was fantastic for the growth of the game and for your program. But give us a thumbnail about how now after you've had a couple of weeks to sit back and reflect uh, your thoughts on the season. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of good and a lot of um, disappointment, you know, like we, we've set the expectations at a level where, you know, the, the results from this year are completely unacceptable. Um, and that's just, that's just what we, what we've done and, and what we believe. And it is what it is. I think that if you told me at the the start of the year that you're going to beat Minnesota, you're going to beat North Dakota, you're going to sweep CC handily, you're going to beat, you know, BC, I'd say, all right, we're getting on a plane tomorrow and going to a regional. Right. But it didn't happen. Um, a lot of it is injury. A lot of it's some other things, but, but uh, it will be fine. You know, like it was, it was a whirlwind of a season. So many good moments, you know, that the moment in, in Vegas against North Dakota was unbelievable. And one that none of us will ever forget the, the series against Minnesota home. Um, incredible. The, the home opener against Colgate, who's in the tournament and obviously is a very good hockey team. Um, unbelievable so so many good moments but at the end of the day we, we, you know and i hate making excuses it's just not my dna but when you when you construct a team and, and and you put a team together to be a certain way and you just can't um field that team or even anywhere close to it for the majority of the season you, you get what you get you know and and um it was just one of those years where where maybe the hockey god said you're gonna you're gonna pay the price and 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 not enjoy your first season in mullet and and hopefully next year they let us. Well, coach, uh, the the guys at CC said uh, it took them about a year to really feel at home at their new building. Um, what, uh, did you guys go through some of that too? I mean, you had to, right? I mean, even though you guys had gone through it and and walked through it and 
it's not the same as actually when you get in there and, 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 and get settled, is it? No, it, it was weird. I mean, we, we went on a 10-day road trip and played four games and didn't have any practices or training camp in, in Mullet at all. And then we got back from Duluth and, and unloaded and had three practices and played Colgate. So there's still today, like one of the checklist things I had on my, my thing today was this needs to be done, this needs to be done, this hole needs to be filled, this needs to be done. So it, it's it's refreshing that this offseason we can we, – and we got more accustomed to it. We love it. The fans were incredible. It's, it's unbelievable. Like it, it's so um, – you still have pinch me moments, you know, when you walk into that place to work. But, but it, we're gonna make it our home this summer, you know. Like, like we're finally gonna, we're gonna really make it our home and and settle in and 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 make this place our home ice advantage, like we did Oceanside. And it was rushed and it was weird, but um, some unbelievable moments along the way. And and we're thrilled that that we get to launch into the future in that place. Coach, uh, leaving Oceanside, I know, had to be a little sentimental from uh, from your standpoint, uh, knowing what you have been through in that building and then coming over to Mullet. And, um, you know, when you see some of your players on your roster this year that experience both, um, can you kind of summarize what that was like for you and the guys uh, to finally have what you were dreaming about for six, seven, eight, ten years? Yeah, you know, it was it was it was uh, it was special, but it, again, it was weird. Like, there's no other way to describe it. I mean, getting ready for a season at Oceanside, knowing it's going to get torn down, knowing we're not going to play a game there, it was it was a good experience. I think, especially for the freshmen, to understand what all the guys before them did and and what they built out of what they built it out of. Um, but you know, when, when you when you prepare for a month and a half in a place, and then leave for 10 days, play four games and unload at a brand new place. And the, the guys got off the bus and they, they were starstruck. They were like, what? Like, wow. Cause as a team, we had never been in that place before, you know? And, and, um, so it, it was going to take time. It was going to take some adjusting and, and our guys, I think along the way this year, like they, it, I mean, the fans were so good. It, it was so unbelievable how much support we had. Um, you know, through thick and thin and, and everything that we went through. Um, but I think it I think it it was new. It was new for me. It was new for the players. We had never been through, you know, five thousand people cheering for us. Uh we don't we don't went through cheer, them cheering against us. And so th there there's there's an element of when you're getting used to that, you know, you know, the pressure gets added, you know, you know, you lose a couple games and and you feel like you're letting more people down than you've ever played in front of, and so it was a it was a major adjustment. Um, but one, you know, we won 14 games at home. It's not like we had a losing record at home or anything. But um, but we we need to understand how important it is to 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 create a home ice advantage in this new venue. And we did it at Oceanside, and we need to do it here, uh, and we will do it here. And I think the biggest flip, like mentally, is teams were not excited to come play us at Oceanside. They walked into the place and like, oh my god, like like what is this place, you know? But now they know they're going to play in front of five thousand people. They know they're going to be on the best ice in college hockey, and and they're on the big stage. So we're going to get everybody's very best effort, no matter what. Every night they come into Mullet, and so that's got to be the mental the flip that 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 our program has to make. 
and our players have to know, and, and, and it'll be done. Let me throw one quick piggyback on that, Paul, and then you can jump in. But, Coach, a couple of things that, that – well, three things. I heard from almost every coach that was there about just how much they enjoyed the facility and they enjoyed the ones that stayed over at the Hyatt House, enjoyed the ability to walk to the arena in their shorts and all of that good stuff. But I really think – the way you constructed the student section and put them right next to where the visiting team comes on the ice with the band right above them. Uh, I think that was a bit intimidating for some teams, especially initially. Uh, and then the final thing was how knowledgeable your student section and fans are, because that last weekend they were on the officials, like, like big time hockey fans. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was really cool. You know, it was cool to see, traditions and cheers and and all those things develop as the season went on and we're going to dial it in and, and make sure that that it's even better next year but um you're right you know i mean it, it was um it, it was it was a special year you know it really was in a lot of ways and it didn't end the way we wanted it to end and and uh a lot of it was was out of our control unfortunately but um man like like what a what a great experience it was to open that building. It, it was a, for me, it was a dream come true um, for so many guys that played with me and played for me um, for so many years at Arizona state. That, that was a pipe dream, you know, and so many guys came in town and whether it was alumni weekend or, or any weekend, there was always somebody that played way back in the day. And, 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 and you get a message and like, wow, like win, lose or draw. They're like, Holy, like, Holy crap. Like this happened. You know, like this happened and, and wow, the sky's the limit. Like now the program's really going to take off and it will, it will. Coach, as, as, as we sit here, I, I assume at this point um, you've kind of dissected the season and, and, and found some things that you would do differently. Um, you know, obviously I don't expect you to divulge all of that, but. I would assume you've made, you've gone through that process already, no? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you always reflect, right? You always reflect and and you tell your players to to hold hold each other and themselves accountable and you have to do that for yourself as well. You know, so um I think I think as a staff, I think as a coach and the, the head coach of this program as you grow and and the program gets more attractive um for players, like it's easy for a coach and we've done it to fall in love with skill, you know, and, and as you add more skill, same, maybe sometimes you add too much and, and then you have less will, right? You have less hard you'll have less heavy, you have less hard to play against, you have less, you know, physicality. And, and that's what we have to get back to. You got to find that good mix. Um, and, and we've done some really good stuff to, to add that in the off season um, so again, you know, my commitment and, and the way I coach and the way I believe in what wins and, and what's won for me in the past is just being really, really hard to play against. And this season, we just weren't, you know, that's the honest to God's truth. We weren't hard enough to play against. We have some really good players. Um, and a lot of that has to do with injury. When you have more man games missed in one season than you do in the last four years combined, which is the absolute truth. To this year like it is what it is mm -hmm. um you know you're thin you're thin and your skill guys have to kind of do everything and you're down to three lines and you have to call up a kid like brendan studioso to fill on a lineup um and god bless him he's an unbelievable kid 
Um, your guys can't play the way they need to play, you know, and really the last game we were really healthy was North Dakota and Las Vegas. And, and since that moment, yeah, we had some decent moments, but we, we just weren't able to play the way we were constructed to play when lost a lot of sandpaper guys and just didn't have the, the heaviness and the depth that, um, you need to win on a consistent basis. And, um, and here we are, you know, so. <laughs> It is what it is, you know, and, right. and uh, it won't happen again. I can promise you that um, it, it will not happen again. And it's already been fixed and you know, the portal's hot right now. And, and we have a lot of interest in our program and right. more than ever, obviously with Mola Arena. So we're excited about next year. We're excited about the future. And, uh, and, and you will see a Sun Devil team on the ice next year that is not fun to play against. Okay, uh, Scott, do you want to ask the first question about the portal since the coach brought it up, or do you want me to do it? No, you go ahead. You're the you're my portal guy. <laughs> oh, I'm not really the portal guy, but um, coaches, as as we sit here, um, between uh, you know guys that have signed and guys that have decided to, um, how do you, at some at some point, I know, and I know everybody has a different philosophy about the portal. But how many guys do you expect to bring in uh, from that? I don't know how many guys you guys have signed uh, to uh, letters of intent. Um, but I can't imagine that every year you want to bring in eight, nine guys from the portal, right? Well, we've never brought in eight or nine guys. Um, uh, okay. I so mean, six guys were last year, right? Um, no. I was no? The, twin, the twins, TJ, Mastro. Um, so there's five, but, um, and Lucas, so yeah, so six. So no, we're not going to bring in six guys. Um, we're probably going to bring in maybe, maybe three max, probably two. Um, we really like our freshman class because they're big, they're hard, they're heavy. They're back to what we really want to be. Um, and, and you can't have a team with, with players that have an identity crisis. You know, you can't have a team that, with guys in the bottom six that are that are always thinking they should be in the top six, right. and that's where we've had our success. So I think you'll see us be back to that next year. Um, there's a couple holes we need to fill, and we will, and that's the advantage of the portal. But you can also look at our history of bringing in transfers, right? And I challenge you to to tell me where we've missed. You know, it, I mean. Oh, no. TV, I- you know, and, and no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying you, but I challenge right. anybody. And you, know, you look at, you know, since the portal's been available, you know, Jack Becker was he great for us? Absolutely. Colin Tyson was he great for us? Absolutely. Lucas Sillinger was up and down this year and, and was hurt a lot of the year, right. but he still had 18 points. The Ty and Dylan Jackson came to us completely broken as sophomores, and they're going to be unbelievable next year. Robert Master Simone tied a. Uh, program record for points, and and he was unbelievable. Um, James Sanchez came to us from Michigan, and he holds the record with Colin Tyson. Um, you know the list goes on and on. Like like we we haven't missed. Like they've all made us better. Um, and 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 you have to evolve or die. Now, do you need to bring in six guys every year? Absolutely not. Um, last year was a little bit of an anomaly because we brought so many fifth year guys back to right. give them an actual year of college hockey. So COVID did 
hurt us and slow us down probably more than any program because of what we had to go through um, in their senior year, playing four months on the road and in a, in a crazy season. So the right thing to do is to bring all those kids back and give them a normal college season and then um, and, and fill in where you needed to fill in. So, you know, it, 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 it it's, it's, it's just it's the landscape now, you know, right. and 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 I think that you, you always you kind of got to treat it like it is the NHL in, in a sense and where you never want to lose sight of building through the draft, a.k.a. bringing in freshmen. But but you can plug holes and, and fill in really necessary holes through free agency. And that's the portal. Coach, um, I'm going to ask you about a couple of things. Uh, I had a chance to see Josh Jones' debut last Friday night in Tucson, and um, I guess my thought was maybe he left a little early, but um, it is what it is. What What were your thoughts on on Josh leaving? Uh, did you think he was ready for the next step? Did it, was it an evolution thing, or because um, I guess I guess it's got to be hard to to lose a captain like him. He scored your first goal in mullet and the last goal in mullet. Well, we're we're happy for him. I mean, like obviously, it's every kid's dream to sign an NHL contract. And Josh, Josh is his own person, and Josh is going to do what Josh wants to do. And um, he has unbelievably sound advice around him with his dad and and his his family. And um, do I think he could have used another year? Of course. Um, but my job in in that situation isn't to advise; it's to support. You know, and, and we love Josh, and I love Josh. He's an unbelievable kid. He was a great player for us. And and Josh, to be fair, like Josh went probably back and forth for the span of, of, of a good three and a half to a, three weeks to a month of what he was going to do. There was days where I was convinced he was coming back, and there was days where I was convinced he was going to go. Um, but he made the decision he made, and um, at the end of the day, it, it's, it's the only thing we can do is support that. It's been his dream to to play for the Arizona Coyotes and sign an NHL contract, and he did that. So he's he's a step away, and 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 we're all pulling for him. And I'm going to guess, coach, that that the opportunity to play for Steve Potvin uh, didn't hurt uh, his his decision making process because I know how close those have those two have been for a number of years. But um, he, I, I kind of joked with Paul, joke with you too, being an, an ASU guy, is that. Does it seem kind of funny that your two captains, the previous two captains, are playing in Tucson? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's certainly a, a an interesting coincidence. There's no doubt about that. Um, unreal kids, kids that I'm very close to and uh, love very much. I think they're playing tonight, aren't they? Um, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. So um, so excited, and I'm watching Joey Decord right now in net for Seattle against Dallas. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it is interesting that Colin and, and Josh are both down there. I know that that was um, a lot of that gave Josh a lot of pause because Colin was a great mentor for Josh his freshman year, and, and the fact that Tice was down there and Josh had him to lean on and, and depend on and 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 look to for for leadership was big for him. All right, so once again, I just pick up on on. Um, your guys that were wearing letters this year are gone now. Um, you have to keep an eye on things to see or uh, who might be the replacements for those guys, or does that just kind of happen naturally? 
Well, I think both. You know, I mean, you want to look at what guys do in the offseason to to prepare themselves and their teammates for uh, for next season. Um, and, and, and sometimes you have to let that take shape naturally, you know? And, and so, you know, yes, we lost Sam, we lost Como, which we knew we were going to lose both those guys. We hoped we would not lose Josh and, and given him a C as a, as a young guy and a sophomore, you hope that he's going to develop into a leadership role as he gets into an upperclassman, but he signed, you know, and, 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 and good for him. So, um, it'll take care of itself and, we have a lot of things in place and a lot of expectations and things that are required out of our players in the off season to uh, do and complete and take care of. And the guys that do that the most, they're going to be considered for letters and, um, and, and it'll take care of itself. Do you expect to lose any more players? No, no, not anything that we, not anything that we want to. Okay. All right. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I obviously, I don't expect, specifics but i mean i have to have to figure out a way to ask the question um <laughs> that's know. why he went to cronkite coach that's right that's exactly <laughs> right that's exactly right so um okay so that being said um how many freshmen do you expect to bring in um it's probably going to be a seven a seven head freshman class okay um and uh yeah you know, some of them, some of them aren't aren't public, and you don't know about yet. But but again, right. it's it's uh, it's a freshman class that, and I and last year's freshmen were fine. Like like there was some the great like Brian Alexander was really good. I loved him. Um, I loved him. Char- Charlie Shane is a hell of a player that people didn't get to see nearly enough of because he only he only played nine games, but. Um, the freshmen we're bringing in next year fill roles and um, are going to be really, really good for us. Coach, I want to ask you. Uh, go ahead, Paul. If you want to finish I, it up, I wonder, is there any of them that you can tell us about? <laughs> um, if you can't, that's cool. We understand. I, I, how it works, tell, I, I would say I would. I'll just talk about one. You know, I'm, okay. I'm excited about all of them. But Kyle Smolin is the captain in Fargo, and and he's a you know, right now up there, he's a second line guy. He's he's going to probably end up with 50 points in the USHL, but he is a hard skill sandpaper guy. He's a leader. He's a winner. Um, and he is a kid that's been committed here for a long time. And a great story about Kyle Smolin is last year. He was, he was supposed to come in last year and we, we, uh, we ended up getting master Simone and and so i called smoles and i said hey did you see who we just got he said yeah i saw you got master it's unbelievable blah blah and i said well that's why i'm calling he goes you need me to play another year don't you i said yep (laughs) and he goes no problem coach i'll do whatever it takes to to wear that jersey and play for your program so that's kind of kid he is there's not a lot of kids that would do that right there's there's like most kids would be like yeah you know i'm gonna go somewhere else so kyle is is a he's, he's all character he's all heart He's all sandpaper, and there's a lot of kids like him in that class. Coach, I want to ask you about the schedule because I've been hearing rumors that next year's uh, home schedule could even be more um, inviting and friendly than this year's home schedule. Is that possible? As far as, like, number of games? Yeah. Yeah, it, that's true. Wow. That's, uh, that's going to be impressive because – um, what I saw this year was 
was the start of that home ice advantage. And I think just bringing in more and more teams here and letting them look. I mean, like I've told you, we started this company to uh, help grow the game of hockey by putting highlights and, and features and spotlights on on players. And, man, Mullet Arena has just been uh, a godsend for, for the Desert Southwest. And I have to ask you, because of your daughter playing, but the Isabel Cup, right? The Isabel Cup? Uh, being played there this weekend on yeah, Sunday, being right? played there this weekend. How and, cool you know, is that it, to bring really an event cool. like that to your building? Really cool, very cool. You, you know how much I love uh, women's hockey with with my daughter playing, and it, it's a huge honor. Like it's awesome. Like so, I'm excited to go and watch that game, and it, you know, just everything that's in there. You know, from the NHL to this to college hockey, it's it's it's, it's incredible. Yeah, well. The, just know, Coach, I'll, I'll watch games uh, from the uh, tenant in that building uh, just to see the logo on the ice. So, so you know that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> just so you know. Um, uh, anybody you can tell us about who you're going to play next year besides Robert Morris? Because um, oh, we know playing, you're going to play them. We know how yeah, close you are. With we're going team. to Robert Morris. Okay. Um, um, I think highlights at home, Denver, Providence, um, Augustana, um, which is exciting because they're a brand new program. I will say this: we are going to play an exhibition game to open the year okay. against the U of A Ice Cats, a Wildcats, Ooh. I guess you could say. Now I, we Ooh. don't acknowledge their existence, Coach. Until they jump, <laughs> I don't acknowledge their existence. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, that'll be fun, and and we're excited. It's a good opportunity for Chad and and his program to come up and play at a pace that they're not used to and 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 it's good good chance for us to you know you know we're gonna have a new team and and get some reps in and and uh it'll be a packed house we're excited for it okay so uh, we know like you said robert morris coming back uh augustan is coming in um i think stonehill might actually try to have a division one team this year um, yep. How does that change all the recruiting? Because we also know there are rumors of other schools. Um, how much has that changed how you have to recruit? Because that's almost like three expansion teams coming in, and they can offer immediately what most schools can't, and that's that chance to play right away. Uh, it, it it doesn't really affect us. Like we're not, okay. unfortunately, you know, we're not competing with those schools for players. Um, it doesn't mean they can't beat us. It doesn't mean they can't beat anybody because I think Linda would prove that this year. Um, but but really, it doesn't recruit. It doesn't affect recruiting. It's just it's good for college hockey, you know. And and um, we want to support all the new programs and play them and and do what we can to aid in their development because a lot of people did that for us. So we'll continue to do that. Um, we are going to have a Desert Classic again next year. Um, Harvard, Lowell, Omaha, unbelievable field. So we, we're excited about our schedule. Um, 26 home games, 27 if you count U of A. That's that's outrageously large. But again, you guys know more than anybody how much we have traveled oh, for yeah. seven years, and teams owe us trips back. So that's that's what's happening. Okay, I got a couple for you. Number one, Minot State just won the ACHA National Championship. and Did they? Um, good for them. They beat Adrian, huh? Yeah, one nothing. Um, and I've had a chance to visit with, with guys, and, uh, you know, I know how close you and Kirk are, and 
Gary Astalis and I have, have gotten pretty close over the last couple of years. And uh, we were talking about ACHA hockey. And I said, um, I'm going to ask Coach Powers just like I asked you guys, but the national tournament is about winning the national championship. But give us your thoughts on just how important that is to, to have the camaraderie of your fellow coaches. Because you, you kind of get to a spot, right, where you're all together and you can chat and there's 20 of the best teams in the country. Uh, give us your thoughts and memories of, of back in the ACHA, if you could. Yeah, that's a special tournament. It's 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 so hard to win that. It's so hard, you know. I mean, when you have to win four games in five days or five games in five days for some teams, like it, it is hard. It's so hard, and so it's a grind. And everybody goes through it, and and it hurts so much when you lose that because it's so hard to get there. You take a U of A or a UNLV that had to raise money, and it's not easy to raise money to go all the way to Boston, and you raise fifty grand and you go and lose game one, and and you feel like a failure. You know it's hard, and, and it's hard to um, uh, deal with those emotions. You know for a while, and so it, it, when you go through that with twenty other guys, it's always good because everybody's there to kind of support each other in that way. Um, it's a it's a special league. It's a pure league, um, and what I mean by that is 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 everybody doing it, and the, the kids that are playing in it, the coaches that are coaching in it, they do it because they love it. They don't do it because they're making a, a big living doing it. They do it because they love the game. They love their schools. They love their players, um, and, and and that's what makes it special, you know. So it's exciting. It's great to go to Naples every year and see all those guys and. This year, I actually got inducted into the ACHA Hall of Fame. It's not public yet, but I guess now it is. Wow. Congratulations! So I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'll go there and see a bunch of them this year, and that's a huge honor for me. And um, you know, it, it, it's a special league. It really is, and it 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 uh, it means a lot to me. And and I follow it very closely. And and uh, I'm uh, I'm really proud. I mean, like uh, I'm really proud of the the growth of that level of hockey in this region i mean you got gcu and you have u of a and you have you know unlv and, and utah and um i think they just added a division two team at some school in like gilbert um yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. And, and i mean it, it, so it's just growing and, and it's really cool you know so it's, it's very cool to see and u of a is adding a women's hockey team so we're gonna have three women's acha teams in the state um it's it's really special to see all right, I know Paul's got questions for you. I got to get one more in though. Um, the NCAA tournament field was announced on Sunday, and uh, the team up in Fairbanks um, sat on pins and needles for three weeks. You've been in that process. Yours was a favorable outcome. Theirs was not. Um, can you tell us what's that like? Uh, we heard from them. I heard from Johnny Sorensen telling me it was like unbelievable. Um, the stress that he went under practicing every day and and then having it kind of just pulled out from under you because everything happened <laughs> that had to happen to keep them out. But what, what what's, what's that like? Yeah, well, fortunately, the two years we made it, we didn't have to experience it because we were 10 and I want to say 13 the one year. Um, so, you know, we, we were safe, you know, and, and, but but watching it, knowing what, you know, Eric and his staff and his players were going through, it, it 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 gutted me, so I can only imagine how it made them feel. I wanted them to to get there. It's good for hockey. It's good for college hockey. It's great for independence. 
Um, they deserve it. They earned the right to be there. Um, it just didn't happen, you know, and that's the rigors of being an independent. They did everything they needed to do. They beat who they needed to beat. They were, they were a special team. Um, they were a likable team. It was hard, impossible not to respect how they played. Um, so I feel really bad for those guys because they deserve to be getting on a plane right now and heading to a regional. It just didn't happen. And, um, but I know they'll be back and continue to be a complete pain in our ass. And, and, uh, and we'll see them next year. Every year that team, you know, that team is definitely very hard to play against, whether you beat them or not, that team is, they're all yep. sandpaper. Yep. They are. They are. They're special. All right, so um, as you sit here, and and I don't know if you don't make the tournament, are you able to watch it? Yeah, I'm able to watch it. I don't go okay. to the Frozen Four anymore. Um, I won't go to a Frozen Four until we're in it, okay. um, and, and and I know that'll be sooner than later. But um, but yeah, I'll watch it. I love it. I love college hockey, and and uh, it's hard not to support it and and embrace it and. A lot of teams we played are in it this year, and right. some we beat. So, um, yeah, I'm going to watch it and, and enjoy it. I, I can't wait for it. It's going to be a great tournament. Is there a game or two in the first round that you're really looking forward to watching? Well, I think that regional out east is 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 murderer's row. I mean, when you have BU and Western and Cornell and in Denver, like good lord, you know, like it, I mean, any one of those four teams could come out of that, and and I wouldn't want to be in that regional at all. Um, cause they're all really good. So that's the regional I think is, is really loaded. Certainly the one in Fargo with, with Minnesota, Mankato, St. Cloud and, um, uh, Canisius, but, um, man, that's a good one too. But, but I, that one out East, like, I mean, like any one of those teams, if you told me we're in a frozen four, I wouldn't be surprised. All right, I'm going to ask a question since I gave Paul the opportunity and he didn't. <laughs> I'm not done yet, but go ahead. You can ask it. It's your uh, turn. Uh, <laughs> Coach, you know, every time you're on, we got to ask you the same question. It's always about a conference. We, we quit now with the building because Mullet's fantastic. But any word, any updates on, on conference affiliations and if or when that might happen and, uh, and, and any kind of discussions that you can divulge at this point? Well, I think I think most importantly, I think what I can say is that we and myself, we're at a point now where like we have the building. We've been through two seasons where maybe we didn't quite, you know, get to where we wanted to get to. And that last month is hard. It's hard when you know you're not going to make it. Um, it doesn't matter what anybody says. It is hard to stay motivated and keep kids up. And when you have a second life, look at what Colgate did. They were parallel or below us all year. Look at what... Northern Michigan almost did same mm -hmm. thing with them, um, you know, and and so when you have that second, you know, Colorado College, like that's a team we swept handily at home, and and they were a game away from getting in. So when you have that second life, it, it just it just is so important, and I think we're at a stage in our program where that needs to happen, you know, and 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 our administration understands that. And, and really all I can tell you guys like safely is we are very close. We're closer than ever. It, it is the priority. It's the last step or, or you know, box we have to check. Um, and, and it is absolutely going to happen. Okay. Let me ask, let me ask the question this way. 
because <laughs> there it comes again. The Cronkite's uh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, it it matters because has the fact that the transformation committee or whatever the heck they're they called it or calling it or whatever has kind of come out with their recommendations. Has that changed the conversation at all? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Uh, um, no. And I, I know where you're going with that, and I get that, but that's a good question. But no, it hasn't. We we want to get in the league. We we do. Like, we're ready. You know, it's it's the next evolution, and it's what we need, and it's what our kids want. It's what we want. It's what I want. Um, we want to compete for a championship no matter what. You know, and, and whether that, that's a regular season championship that's a conference playoff championship, and then it's a NCAA championship. So you know, that's what those teams have that we don't. It's hard. Uh, we've tasted success and and two runs where we've made it, and and I think we'll make it again before we get into a league. But uh, you know, we we want to we want to get in the league. We want we, we do. I think it's the the right thing to do for our program, for our fans, for rivalries, um, for everything. It's it's just it's we're ready. Okay, well, I mean, because there's there's a couple of different ways you could do that, so that's what that's why I ask if it changed the conversation at all. Yep, is you know it doesn't have to be one specific way. So, um, but uh, would you be in favor? And this is this has come up too, uh, tournament expansion. I would. Yeah, I th- I think I think I, I I definitely would be. There's just everybody's good. Like there's no bad teams and. I mean, look, look at what Anchorage did in their first year. I mean, they beat Western Michigan, who's a tournament team. They swept Lowell at Lowell. They beat us at home once. I mean, they have some nice wins. Everybody's good. It's hard to win. And that's what people don't get. Like, they, you know, when you have 63 teams, like I've always said, there's not enough stalls for how many good players there are out there. So when you have that problem, everybody's good. Um, so I think an expansion would would – would be a good thing. I think that uh, I think it'd be a really good thing for college hockey. All right, my my final one for you. Um, when you look um, at the future of Sun Devil Hockey, give us a thumbnail this summer because uh, you kind of alluded to it about bringing the guys to, together and and seeing who competes and comes out. But you're going to do some camps. You're going to do some other things, and then. Um, the second part of that is next season with Oceanside gone, how in the world do you juggle uh, your ACHA programs and your program and, and an NHL team again in there to make sure that they all get adequate ice time? Well, I, I think for our program, I mean, you know, when you have six guys out with, with major concussions at the same time, a, a major hip surgery, double hip surgery, a major knee surgery, a major shoulder surgery, it's just about getting healthy. You know, and and so we we will get those guys healthy. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be hungry, and, and we're adding a lot of sandpaper, a lot of size, a lot of grit, and a little bit of skill. Um, so I, I'm I'm excited about our team next year, but uh, uh, that'll take care of itself. Um, as far as like like hockey on our campus, um, you know, it, it's going to work out. You know, we have two sheets of ice. Um, our club team will be completely moved into mullet and mountain America ice plex. And, and we're excited for that. And, uh, and I think they are too. And, and it'll just, it's going to be a work in progress and it's going to be new. It's going to be change, but change is hard and, 
change is exciting uh, at the same time, and, and change is also necessary. Coach, just tell them they do it at Adrian, so why can't they do it at ASU? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. They, have one, they only have one sheet there, so – uh, but they don't have an NHL team playing there. so That's true. <laughs> Absolutely. Coach, we appreciate your time as always. Enjoy the tournament. Enjoy the offseason, if that's what you can call it anymore. Uh, I know this is kind of your own thing, and Paul and I do. We want to have you back on again in the summertime and, and just get an update on where everything stands. And um, Any idea on how long this conference thing might take? Is it is it realistically to think of two years, three years? What What's a realistic time uh, frame? I would say, I would say earliest two, but max three. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. that. Paul Paul wants to come out, but he refuses to come out until you're in a conference. <laughs> that's <laughs> fair. I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't blame Coach, him. Coach, we appreciate your time. Uh, have a good summer, and uh, we'll talk talk soon, okay? Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks, Coach. All right, that's the head coach from Arizona State, Greg Powers, joining us tonight on the uh, College Hockey West Weekly Podcast. We got a couple more partners to hear from, and then Paul and I will be back to wrap up the, this episode. So you're a few weeks into the season, and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans. As it may be, this is College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you still 15 stories above the Colorado River in Laughlin, Nevada. Paul Hornstein still 10 feet below sea level on that beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, every time we have the coach on, I know we both hear different things from him. So well, we have just a couple of minutes left here. Um, give us a thumbnail of what you heard from Coach Powers. And did you get all the answers you were hoping for? Well, we never get all the answers we're hoping for. But we know that going in. Right? He didn't make he didn't announce what conference they were going to join, right? So we didn't get all the answers. <laughs> I did like the fact though that he said two, maybe three. Because I think people well, can live I, with that. I, I think that that might be how long it takes. I mean, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that's how long the announcement will take. No, no, no. I, I understand that. I told you that today. I said it's going to take two to three years to be able to get into a conference and get in a schedule because these schedules aren't done overnight. They're done no, uh, years they're in advance. They're not. Um, I, I think, um, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that 
I mean, it, the injuries would be easy to blame. Um, and, you know, they went through their evaluations and, and, and kind of said, you know, things that we, we kind of thought like he's not wrong. Sometimes you can have too much skill and there was a lot of not greasy play as that's for whatever that's become the term now, greasy play, but that's fine. Um, and you know, the one question I didn't get to ask is did in those situations, did his players try to do too much on their own? Yeah, I think, I think I can answer game? that one for you. Well, yes. we saw that. I mean, it was obvious, right? Yes. I mean, that's not a shock. Um, I, I was uh, very interested in the coach saying he doesn't think he's going to lose anybody else. Yeah, me too. That was the number one thing that I took away. Um, that being the case, um, I think that's a, obviously that's a good thing because that gives us a solid idea of, of you know, where the foundation is going to be. Um, and there'll be some guys there that have been through the wars now and, 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 and can, and, and have a chance to be solid leaders. And they definitely need that. Yeah. And I think, you know, he's talking about this freshman class being the freshman class that he desires, uh, in their ability and their sandpaperness or the grittiness, if you will. Um, he did say he thought there'd be a class of about seven. Um, he also mentioned that, uh, he thought maybe two, possibly three from the portal, and right. I'm sure he'll be very, very selective on that. Right. And I thought he was pretty forthcoming on what it's going to take to be uh, the next captain of the Sundell hockey team. He's uh, he's looking for guys to put the work in and take the leadership role and, and do those things. So I think that's positive. I, I liked your question about um, comparing this season to the first season for CC at, uh, at Mullet, and I really do believe that, Paul. I think that after this summer, when they've gone through it, the difference is though, and, and I think this might be the hurdle that ASU has to, has to get over, is that CC goes into their building every day. It's just CC, it's just right. them. There's no other distractions anywhere. Nah. There's not a club team, there's not an NHL team, there's not a women's team. It's just their building. Yeah, but and I, I don't, that's a, I don't care what you say. That's a big thing because those guys told me to a man that it was nice to be able to have a passcode to go in, to study, to eat, to I'm skate. Sure they have that. Huh? I'm sure they have that at, at Mullet. Yeah, I know, but here's the difference. you got to find the ice time now. No, I, know I, you have, well, I know you have two ice sheets, but you got you got four teams coming in and an NHL team, and when the NHL team is playing, there's a visiting team that, that gets – an opportunity to skate and he, there's only so many hours in a day. Yeah. I'm so more worried. Yeah, it's but not I'm the more, same. I'm more worried about right now. I'm worried about what happens during the summer. I'm sure that's what the coach is worried about. I, I would be shocked if they don't have that whole schedule thing in terms of practice time set up and ready to go. I know that they don't no, no, have no, the no, NHL no. schedules, but you're, you're missing my point. You, they'll have doing. a, they'll have the schedule. Um, they'll have the schedule done that. That's the easy part. What I'm saying is the players are not going to have the freedom that the Colorado college players have. Like they, if they had a class at eight in the morning and it ended at nine and they were done for the day, they could come at nine 30 and hop on the ice knowing that nobody else is going to be there. If they wanted to come at six 30 in the morning, they come at six 30 and skate. They want to come at two in the afternoon. They come at two in the afternoon and skate. That's a big, big 
thing because what it does is it gives you feeling of ownership and confidence. And I'm the only one here. Our team is the only one here. Uh, this is our building. And, and I know that ASU is going to get to that point, but I'm just saying it, it's, it's different. And uh, that could be the thing because it's still, it's your building, but it may not feel like your building because now you got to look at the schedule and go, oh, can I skate at nine? Oh, no, I can't. Uh, can I skate at one? Nope, can't skate at one. Can I skate at 3.30? Oh, I can skate at 3.30. Can I skate at five? Nope, game tonight. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That That's not the issue mm. at Colorado College. It's I I can't. It's hard for me to argue that. I mean, but um, you know, I don't know how much of an issue that will really be. I don't know. I don't think I mean, we'll any of us out. can put a finger on it, right? I don't think any of us. I'm just throwing that out there as one of the hurdles that Colorado College did not have to clear. Yeah, and, no, uh, no question. And ASU can handle it. They they've been through the situation before. They played at Oceanside for crying out loud, so they can get over that. I, I don't. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like it's not quite um, the identical situation where they're coming in no. second year to a new building. But um, yeah, I think Coach spelled it out for us, and he, and he did with injuries. When you're talking about a knee surgery, a double hip surgery, a shoulder surgery, um, and then six guys with concussions. I mean, holy cow! That that's a that's a war room. That that's like you just came off the battlefield. Yeah, I did. I, that's the the concussion part. Actually, is what probably scares me the most. Because yeah, you're right. You're right. But but also think about uh, recovery time from major surgeries. No, I get that. But I, I I'd almost rather have to recover from the surgeries. Yeah, I I would too. I think almost everybody would. But well, because um, there's less, you know, when you you know how it is when you have that first concussion, they become cumulative. Yeah. So. Well. Yeah, I I totally agree on that. So I I think that's 100 percent correct. But anyway, always great to have him on. He's so insightful and always gives us uh, more than enough to talk about and and to digest. So. Uh, I hope the audience loves it. Uh, we love having Coach Powers on, and we'll get him on again this summer and try to get him on a little more frequently next year and and go from there. But 26 and an exhibition game against the U of A. Who? 27 home games, Paul. Oh, listen, listen, it's better to be on the road, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ask would ask, ask that the is... Alaska schools, ask. I'm sorry, but that is impressive. If you if you get that kind of home ice advantage and you can put together, just think if you're like 80% win percentage at home, that's almost enough to get you in the tournament right there. Yeah, well, and the one thing I didn't get to ask about is is honestly, and, and this is when you would, I guess you would start feeling, is that it must be nice to have everybody say this is as good an ice as you can get in terms of the actual ice itself. Oh, he said it, and he said it very clearly that it's the best ice in college hockey. Well, it's you know, I mean, so I mean that that's that's got to be, you know, that that that's a plus too. So, absolutely, take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask, College Hockey West Weekly, brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv and catch all of the action. From the toughest conference in college hockey. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valley locations or behindthemask.com. 
Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Now at our two locations, the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, and the new one at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Top Golf, play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. By Liberty University. Hockey education and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. The Spaghetti Shack. Quality food quickly with locations in Tempe, Pine Top, and Queen Creek at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. By M-Drive, go to mdriveformen.com to see which M-Drive formula is for you. And by College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at whatever your favorite platform is, Search, subscribe, rate, and review. Help people find the show at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Weekly and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. Our thanks again to the head coach from Arizona State University, Mr. Greg Powers, for joining us tonight and talking Sun Devil hockey, NCAA hockey, a little ACHA hockey. We got a little bit of everything from Coach, as you usually do, as well-rounded as he is in the hockey world. Congratulations again. He, I guess we can sneak it out there now. He's going into the ACHA Hall yeah, of Fame. And, uh, wow, what a, what a great honor. So uh, glad he could break that news. Also, we're going to throw it out there. Coach Berman, you can talk about it now. It's out there. It's public. Yeah. ASU versus U of A Who? in an exhibition game. I believe it's October 7th at Mullet Arena. So they're preparing for a sellout. They think it's going to be a sellout, and Paul will be um, cheering them on from somewhere. <laughs> yes, somewhere. Oh. <laughs> All right, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody.